Hey guys, Matt here. First and foremost, thanks for listening. Second, due to the nature of the way we randomly select films, we're going to come across a few that have adult themes. We want to keep this podcast accessible to anyone because a lot of people listen to podcasts with kids around. So this is just some quick boilerplate. In this review, we will be discussing adult themes, and it is possible that strong language from the film will be quoted. This is your warning. Again, thanks for listening. Welcome to Rewind Cinema Podcast, uh, the, the podcast where we basically go back in time and randomly select the movie and give our uneducated, let's emphasize that again, uneducated opinions uh, about that movie. I am Gabe Whitehurst, your host, joined by my other host, Matt, Matt Morris, Matt Morris, <laughs> the sweet, beautiful Matt Morris. We're here again. Uh, fourth episode, Matt. Fourth. Wow. Again. Good mm-hmm. to see you, man. How you doing? Doing well. I'm excited to talk about this movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for that deep uh, analysis of this film. Um, today, yeah. uh, to, to follow Matt's <laughs> comment that was incomplete, uh, we're discussing the uh, 1980 film. came out in April of 1980, Where the Buffalo Roam. Hidden deep within the snow-shrouded Rockies, A fearsome creature is now awake and hungry. Got a grip, Thompson. He is gathering his awesome powers for one final assault upon an unsuspecting world. Ladies and gentlemen, meet Dr. Hunter S. Thompson. The legendary outlaw journalist. What are you doing? answers. If you what? did. Yeah, okay. okay. Great answers, huh? What? 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 What do you want to know? Where am I? You're at your hotel, man. They broke the mold before he was born. <laughs> Bill Murray is the outrageous, the infamous, the totally glorious Dr. Hunter S. Thompson. You know, I, I hate to advocate. Drugs or liquor, violence, insanity to anyone. But in my case, it's worked. This is a film uh, starring Bill Murray about the life of Hunter S. Thompson, a famous gonzo journalist. Uh, if you've seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, that's great. I didn't even know this film existed until we picked it to talk about, so I was really excited to get to watch it. Um, yeah, so Matt, let's get into it. Yeah, this is one of those movies that I didn't know about. Like, I'd seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I knew of Hunter S. Thompson. I knew yeah. some of his stuff. I knew kind of what his deal was about. I didn't know about this movie. I was excited to watch it and then supremely let down <laughs> <laughs> how bad it was. But um, we'll get into some information here. I couldn't find the budget once again for this movie. It seems to be a trend with kind of these movies made in the 80s. But the gross for it was $6.6 million. Not awful. Okay. Better than some of the stuff that we've had so far. Yeah. Um... The tagline, is, they have a few different ones, actually, but this is just one that had a quote from the movie on the poster. Yeah. it's It comes at the end of the movie, kind of like the last 20 minutes or so, but it says, I hate to advocate weird chemicals, alcohol, violence, or insanity to anyone, but they've always worked for me. Oh. Which is probably the best piece of writing in the whole entire movie, 
I don't yeah. know. I don't know if he wrote that or if the guy screenwriting wrote that. But uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, because he gets co-credit. He's like Hunter S. Thompson gets co-credit. He gets credit uh, for the ideas. I don't know how much. I think he's. I think at one point the the screenwriter was like, "This movie's garbage," and screen, Hunter S. Thompson was like, "Okay, I'm going to sell you the rights because I don't want anything to do with it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't want people to think that I wrote it." It's sort of like with everything concerning Hunter S. Thompson. Mm-hmm. I, I have no clue if any of this is real. Yeah. True. How involved he was, like, I, I just don't know. Yeah. But he is credited on IMDb as a writer of this mm-hmm. film. Yeah, and I, and I do want to emphasize, we are not Hunter S. Thompson experts not, by any means. No. By no. any means. I, I've read some, some excerpts from his stuff just recently because I watched this and I wanted to learn more about him. But I know that he basically was like the forefather of gonzo journalism. Yeah. I know that. I don't have any in-depth knowledge, so I don't want anyone, like... <laughs> fact checking my stuff or like because yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna like talk about him very much i'm gonna talk about the movie for what it is yeah like we are just discussing this movie simply for what it is yeah. i have never seen it i've never heard of it like i said and mm-hmm. so you know if you want to be mad about it email us or give us a tweet or something and help like help us correct yeah. uh, give, give us some thoughts because we, i'd love to i'd love yeah, to we hear might what throw the next episode like a, totally like hey, we that. were wrong about this absolutely this yeah was, this was correct uh the director is art linson who did not have a good directorial career he i think he has two credits i think he has this one other thing but he was a great producer like he he produced fight club oh. he's produced a lot of sons of anarchy he produced scrooged nice so he has some good credits as a producer um i think that maybe this movie might have discouraged him i don't really it wasn't received very well hmm, okay um the talent obviously peter boyle and bill murray those are kind of the two in this movie yeah fantastic um everybody else you've seen maybe do character stuff but these are the guys. Yeah, Bruno Kirby so, is good. Uh, mm-hmm. if, you, if you don't know that name, he's the guy in City Slickers who's sort of this yeah. angry little man. Uh, he's also in When Harry Met Sally. Did a lot of stuff with Billy Crystal. Uh, he's great, but he's sort of the other name in this movie. Other than that, there's really not, not a lot. anyone that I knew mm-hmm. besides those three. Some trivia. Uh, Neil Young produced the music. Yeah, he did. So that's cool. It's good. The opening credits, he sings... Where the Buffalo Roam. Yeah. yeah. Home on the Range. Home on the oh, that's true. Uh, Home yeah. on the Range. Um, and then they kind of sprinkle some music from the time in there. Another interesting thing that I was reading is that there was another cut of this movie, actually, where yeah. they had some rights issues with some of the music. Mm-hmm. So they put in like some elevator music. I didn't see that version of it. No, but, fortunately, the version we watched was the original, yeah, I think, original with, cut. with Neil Young mm-hmm. uh, singing. And yeah, it was good. Uh, but I, I read the same thing. Like they, they replaced it with some other... Not I, I didn't read elevator music. I read really? like some other country artists, like oh, okay. like some cheesy, I don't know. Like, yeah, there were a few reviews I, I saw set elevator music weird. specifically. Okay, all right. Maybe Whatever. that's just what triggered in their mind. I didn't see it, so I, don't, I can't speak to what it sounded like. Right, okay. Uh, the ratings, 6.7 on IMDb with close to 10K ratings. It has 9,670 ratings. Uh, Ebert gave it a two star. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 17% with 23 views. And I think those are fair, honestly. Yeah, um, I agree. And we'll kind of jump into the movie here. Again, we're not going to go into like a lot of the background and stuff. We're, we're just going to yeah. talk about this movie for what it is. Yeah. So the movie opens in a um, like a cabin in Colorado, apparently, where Hunter S. Thompson actually retreated to at some point in his career to mm-hmm. kind of do some soul searching and some writing. Um, and he's writing Fear and Loathing on the campaign trail at this point. It's about 
Richard Nixon and kind of the corruption of the government in general. And then he shoots a fax machine. Like, there's not a whole lot. Like, that's kind of the scene, right? <laughs> yeah, like, the fax machine is a reminder that his uh, his article is due. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, his, the home base is, like, essentially, like, paging him, like, send us your stuff. Mm-hmm. And he has this whole drugged-out, drunken monologue. Um, there's a Doberman pincher in the room. Yeah, who he trains to attack the Nixon. He says Nixon, and the dog attacks Yeah, the, there's like a giant scarecrow, uh, uh, like a straw man of yeah. Nixon, basically, with like a mask on, mask, and yeah. the Doberman attacks it. It's super weird. Uh, and so, yeah, the, the, the fax machine won't stop buzzing, and he's, of course, he's trying to write. So he gets out a freaking revolver, like a thirty-eight special, and just mm-hmm. shoots it. And Which yeah. he was in, I think, the Navy? Or maybe the Air Force? I don't know. He was yeah. in the military in some capacity. I don't okay. remember which one he was in. So Bill Murray kind of gives like a prone, like he like he shoots and he like drops yeah. down and like does like the, the prone like shoot it. So it was it was kind of fun. It was a little bit of laughter, I guess. I yeah, it was, it was good. No, yeah. I, we'll talk about, I have a lot to say about Bill Murray's performance mm-hmm. later, but. Yeah, and uh, Bill Murray was looking fly, dude. That's like an outfit that you yeah. would see in like Urban Outfitters today, you know? It's like, ridiculous, Some right? like, uh, some like, cut off shorts oh that are white with like a, a puffer but it was like orange everybody that we visored. see walking around brooklyn <laughs> yeah. basically looks like they were in this movie yeah or they were hunter s town like it's so it's great i mean yeah. he looks so good in this film he mm-hmm. looks just like hunter s thompson but yeah his, you're exactly right costumes are perfect so that was in real time we cut back in time we go back to 1968 so this is kind of like wind walker this is basically Windwalker. So Again, it cuts back. go back to episode one <laughs> yeah. of Rewind Cinema and listen to Windwalker, yeah. our review. That's a good plug. But he goes back to 1968. Hunter S. Thompson is in a mental facility in San Francisco. I don't know the veracity of this. I don't know if this is true. I, I couldn't find any information on it. So whatever. There, he's in there. He's in, he's in the hospital room with this nurse that he's like seduced and she has like her shirt unbuttoned so yeah. obviously had sex or something. I get He has wild like turkey and free will. He has an I, Yeah, he has yeah. an IV of like a liter of wild turkey. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. He has an IV of wild turkey and he's drinking it. It's mm-hmm. like it's like in his mouth. It's, it's like taped, taped to his side It's of his mouth. taped to his cheek and yeah. he's just sipping. It's awesome. It's, it's good. It's, it's it's what I aspire to be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm just kidding. Sorry. Um, so Sorry, Mom. Sorry. I'm kidding, Mom. I love you. <laughs> he's serious. So this is where we get introduced to Peter Boyle's character, Laszlo, who is Hunter S. Thompson's attorney um, and friend, confidant. Yeah. And he tries to get into the, the room. He can't. It's locked. So he goes through another room, goes outside, scales the ledge and comes in. He's like, hey, we got to go. We got to go. here. We gotta go. go. We gotta go. So he gets him out of there. Hunter S. Thompson leaves the nurse in there. Um, and then the, all of the, the kind of attendants are like looking for them. So they break down the door, but they're gone. And pretty funny scene. They get in the car, they leave and they hit the, oh, I, it's, it's awesome. Was it the, was it the mother Mary? I don't really remember. Uh, it, it's, it's some mental institution as you, as you stated, probably has to do with something Catholic. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. a, it's a statue of, of uh, a saint, yeah. possibly Mary, yeah. but it's hilarious. Like it's yeah. this bird's eye view. Uh, they're driving, they back up, they hit this uh, statue, water sprays everywhere, and it falls on Hunter S. Thompson's red convertible, uh, which is, they don't take that car, they take Laszlo's car. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, oh, damn it. And, yeah. they, and they drive away. It's <laughs> great. Away. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, we go to a bar, who actually, in the trivia, they said that it was Neil Young outside of the bar. Yeah, I like, read that. Like, he's in the movie. Yeah. Uh, you just don't know it's him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they're in the bar for a scene that feels like it serves no other purpose but for them to show how wacky and crazy they are. Agreed. They choke this dude. They're screaming something. I don't remember what they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's it's a it's another 
Laszlo's a lawyer, mm-hmm. uh, and this other guy shows up and says, "We should we should focus on these cases. We'd make all this money." And they disagree. I guess uh, Laszlo's like upset that he calls him out because Laszlo defends basically these uh, deplorables, like these young, you know, it's the it's the seventies. Kids in, I guess, in California, mm-hmm. right? This is where this was. Uh, um, yeah, it was California, San Francisco, right now. Yeah, San Francisco. They get arrested for like smoking weed. Cops will just basically like stop and frisk sort of situation, mm-hmm. and like take kids to jail because they have marijuana. Mm-hmm. And so Laszlo is sort of this like hippy dippy lawyer who defends these kids. Mm-hmm. And um, this guy shows up and says, "Let's do this. We make we make way more money." Laszlo ethically disagrees with this, and they like. <laughs> like a, like a ra- harass this guy. It's funny. Mm-hmm. They're they're messing with him, but it's weird. Like Hunter S. Tom- Bill Murray gets behind him and starts to sort of like semi choke him and keep him. Yeah, he's like putting him down with his forearm. It's stuff. weird. Yeah. yeah, it's but it's funny. I think you're exactly right. That scene just establishes that he's super nuts and that he's a lawyer. That's yeah. pretty. That's pretty much it. Exactly. Yeah. And it, Laszlo's character was actually based on real life an actual person friend yeah. of hunter s thompson who Which I have a question about later yeah but we'll, we'll talk about it later yeah. um so at that point they go into court laszlo is prepping all these young hippies that have been busted for weed before they go into the courtroom he's going to defend them um and then <laughs> hunter s thompson just tries to draw blood from this woman's arm do you, do you remember that like why well uh Okay. Because he's kooky. Put it in context. There's a nurse sitting. It, it's weird. She, there's a nurse at this courthouse. I guess they're giving blood for, I don't know. It's like a little station. You can yeah. walk up and sign up and give blood. And so he walks by and she's like, would you like to give blood? And he's like, my blood? You definitely w- wouldn't want my blood. But I'm a doctor. Because mm-hmm. he was. He was, he was uh, Dr. Hunter S. Thompson. Not, mm-hmm. not a medical doctor. Yeah. Um, and then he opens this weird, goofy briefcase that he carries around and he just sort of messes with her. Pulls and, syringe out. Yeah, he pulls a, literally like a, a, a freaking needle out. No, and, he puts the needle in her arm. But he does. I don't think he does, though, because I agree. Doesn't I, she go, ouch? Yeah, she but said, I, ouch. But I think he is messing with her. Like, he doesn't actually... That would be cra- like that would be way over overkill yeah. for him. He, he doesn't literally stab her. He, hmm. he says he's going to, and he, like, pats her arm, and he acts like he does it, and I think she just is... In the moment, she believes it, and yeah. he, and he and then he's like puts a bandaid on and ki- gives it a kiss, like yeah. kisses it. It's kind of funny. He like he's like give it a kiss, and she and then he go he leaves. I tried to put myself on that woman's shoes. Like, what would I do if I was in Grand Central Station or something, and a dude just came up and like yeah tried to stick a needle in me? Yeah, <laughs> the, the, I, it was weird because she was she didn't try to stop him. No, she was just like oh uh, stop <laughs> oh oh this is oh <laughs> stop it. <laughs> yeah. So that was weird. That's but, like a theme in the movie. It's yeah. like crazy stuff just happens. But he's there because he's covering. Laz- yeah. Laszlo is defending these hippies who who are are getting arrested for just having marijuana, marijuana position. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, so he's there to write a story about it. Bruno Kirby shows up. He's like, "Hey, I'm owed this story." He's basically works for uh, what was what was the magazine called? Uh, oh, the, I don't remember. Oh, God. Honestly, the Blaze or not the, not the Blaze. What am I talking about? <laughs> some some like one word yeah. thing. Uh, I need my story. And Bill Murray, Hunter Thompson is like, I'm working on it. It's this, it's this story. Who's doing pushups outside. He yeah, was he, in the courtroom and he left. Yeah. He like left and did he's so, doing he's so crazy, man. Yeah. This movie's weird. Yeah. Um, but that's why, that's why Bill Murray's there. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's writing about Laszlo defending these, these kids. So, mm-hmm. um, so he gives him a deadline. He says, I need my story in 18 hours. Um, we kind of, I think it skips forward in time because Laszlo tells the 
judge. He's like, I'm not going to let this ride. I got to defend these people. So I think it skips forward a few hours and he's defended everyone. Yeah. And then the, the judge is like, nope, going to jail, going to six jail. years, yeah, all these young ridiculous dudes. Ridiculous sentence for possession. Yeah, six, yeah. six years for all these young guys. Um, so Laszlo lost, totally bummed out. Um, and that's really, there's a big fight in the courtroom. There's a lot of fights in this movie. It's a big fight in the courtroom. <laughs> That's right. And then yeah. it cuts. It La- cuts. He thinks he's going to win because he's like, hey, I'll keep you here. Yeah. And I'll defend all these kids. He's filibustering. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the judge sort of considers that. And then uh, for some reason. Well, the other guys, like, he, he's like, I'll stay here as long as it takes. Yeah, so it doesn't guys, work. So the, the judge wins. The prosecutor. He, yeah. So. Um, so it cuts and it goes to the the magazine company or the newspaper company that Hunter S. Thompson is currently working for. Yes. Um, and then he finishes the piece for Marty. And before Marty gets it, Hunter S. Thompson makes him pray for Laszlo. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, it's, it's a kind of a funny scene. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Like he makes him get down on his knees and say a little bit of a prayer. But see, but, but the reason is because Laszlo at this point has disappeared. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, we think uh, he's in he's in jail for something. Was he in jail? I thought he just peaced out because he was bummed. Well, I think he got he got arrested for something, uh, okay. and they and they uh, they show him like in a prison cell. But then you're, I think you're right. We don't really know where he is. Mm-hmm. So he shows up. He gets the story, and Bill Murray makes him like say this hilarious, funny prayer yeah. for for Laszlo. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's a good scene. Um, 1972. We cut to Los Angeles. Thompson is now covering the Super Bowl. And so he checks into a hotel. And I want to hear your opinions about it looks like this guy's supposed to be a villain. There's like this seedy character who's taking a phone call about bets. Yeah. And he gets brought back in later in the movie for one scene, but then he just goes home. He's like, I can't take it here anymore. And he leaves. Why was this character introduced? Again, thank you. His name was Blackie. Yeah, Blackie. Yeah. So he, he's basically like, uh, um, a bookie for like Blackie yeah. is a bookie for yeah. for lack of a better term. They're betting on the Super Bowl. He, it's weird. This movie, by the way, if you're listening, it's sort of this disjointed grouping of like scenes from mm-hmm. Hunter Thompson's life. It's kind of like foxes. It's kind of like yeah. It's just like vignettes, which yeah, I think is yeah. supposed to upplay like the craziness of his life. It, but it just ends up hurting it, the film. It, it, it's weird. The movie is strange because they focus on three parts of Hunter Thompson's career, mm-hmm. his life. And one of those parts is a big story he did covering, I think it was Super Bowl five, Super Bowl five or six. Um, 72. That was like, was like 12 s- or something, right? I don't remember when the Super Bowl I, started. I, I, I'm a bad th- football fan. I think it was like Super Bowl six. I, I, I could be wrong. But uh, the Cowboys it's, it's, won. It's the cow- yeah, it's the Cowboys and, and, <laughs> and, and someone else. Um, but yeah, like Hunter Thompson shows up in this hotel. There's mm-hmm. this random guy that they, they choose to focus on it's for six, like 10 minutes. Right. Yeah. It's Super Bowl six. Yeah. Okay. This this bookie's on the phone like oh I want I want twenty grand on this or whatever and it's not a short amount of time it's it like go, three minutes it goes nowhere yeah, yeah it's not a short amount it's like three minutes three or four minutes I think I said ten minutes it's yeah, not it's, it's not like, it feels it feels like that long <laughs> it really because does. it's because it's bad it goes nowhere but Blackie which is like black come on what a stupid name like yeah. a, that's like a, such a cliche name for like a like a pinhead or like a yeah it's like guys and dolls like yeah. Blackie oh yeah like I feel like you're gonna like shoot dice later but uh anyway. It's weird. It, it literally goes nowhere. He's on the phone, and Hunter S. Thompson shows up, and he makes the comment. He's like, "Oh man, you should see the people here at this at this gathering. Like, there's mm-hmm. some super weird characters." It feels like it's working towards something, but <laughs> yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't resolve. Yeah, Blackie just 
what happens later in the film, 10 minutes later, Bill Murray is sitting at a diner writing his piece about the Super Bowl. Laszlo, who he has not seen in like, I don't know how many years, shows up and he's wearing a Richard Nixon mask, mask, Mm -hmm. like this rubber, ugly, and he walks into a diner and everyone like strangely gets scared and nervous. Like this man shouldn't be allowed to be in here. He's wearing a weird mask. It's very odd. And Bill Murray recognizes him. He sits down and Blackie sees this guy wearing a a Richard Nixon mask and that's what makes him leave. Yeah. He's like, I can't take that. I've had enough of these characters. I'm out. And then that storyline goes nowhere. Well, it's done at that point. Please, like, please email us. Rewindcinemapodcast at gmail.com. Tell me if, if I'm missing something. Like at rewind, I don't think we are at rewind, rewind cinema pod on Twitter, on Twitter, Twitter. It's the new Twitter. Please tweet us at rewind cinema pod. If you know where this blacky storyline is supposed to like what it means, I yeah. have no clue. Yeah. And, and if we're still talking, if we're talking about that scene, I thought a really interesting line, which is kind of, I guess the theme of the movie when he comes in with the Nixon mask, Laszlo does. He says, I'm the president. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's, that gives you some yeah. info on as to what they're hitting at, hinting at. Sure. Um, the thing that bothered me about this movie is that instead of feeling like two crazy guys that were legitimately getting into crazy circumstances, they felt like two edgy teenagers that were like doing the weird stuff at the party just to like get notoriety. The we- yeah. It I was, agree. I never really felt like anything was particularly crazy to the point where you were like either worried for their life or well, you, well at the end but but it, i don't know it felt flat all of the stuff they were getting into it felt flat yeah, okay so we're i think we're moving he he covers the super bowl nothing really of consequence happens like oh oh La- laszlo shows up remember and in, in the nixon mask they have a he has a room that's sponsored by the magazine he mm-hmm. has tickets to the super bowl they get in laszlo's car he convinces hunter that he's got to come with him laszlo's like get out of here, man. Give up on the story. And Hunter tries to be responsible. He's like, I'm re- no, I can't leave. I'm writing a story about the Super Bowl. I got I to turn this in. Mm-hmm. He gets in the car with Laszlo. There's these two guys that are dressed like pimps, basically. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, no, it was just the style. Yeah, just That's the style. Not, I guess yeah. it was like... Ni- like They're just s- hanging out outside seven, the Super Bowl. I mean, the movie came out in 1980, but this probably took place before then. I think they were valets or something because I think I remember them like parking a car like taking a ticket from somebody or something maybe i I thought thought they were just like hanging out but like it's these two these two dudes they give them the tickets to the super bowl the keys to the hotel room the press passes because hunter thompson has a press pass Mm -hmm. and then they just leave and well they trade them for a bottle of wine and a hat oh yeah 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 Yeah. uh peter boyle who's who's excellent in this movie Uh i mean the movie's not great but peter boyle in any movie is fantastic he takes this like (laughs) like awesome 1970s pimp hat and uh, in exchange for tickets to the Super Bowl and, a, and like a half-drunken bottle of wine in a brown paper sack. Mm-hmm. And they drive off, and it moves to the next sequence in their life. Yeah. like well, I think that this scene is good because it explains, I think, kind of um, their dynamic. He's all, like, Laszlo's always pulling Hunter S. Thompson away from what's important, or what we would think yeah. is important. Laszlo yeah. doesn't think that's important, but... I think most people watching it would want Hunter S. Thompson to write and like do what he's supposed to do because he's a great writer. Right. And throughout the movie, you see constantly Laszlo pulling him off the path. And I think that's based in real life. I think that's something that Hunter S. Thompson has said is like he was always there kind of nagging at him, doing doing different things to get him sidetracked. So this is a kind of a good representation of that, the scene. And we also skipped over the scene um, 
back before they give away the tickets and before they're in the in the um the diner um hunter s thompson has like two hotel attendants in his room and he's like faking the oh yeah the super bowl he's yeah, like yeah. narrating it into a tape recorder it's and great. like it was good it was a good scene he, it was he, a well, lot of fun he, he's yeah he, he's reporting on the super bowl and he's up in his suite but he doesn't ever leave his ro- hotel room he doesn't even go to the game mm-hmm. he just it's like the giants and the cow oh, cowboys and dolphins i don't know it's the cowboys and dolphins sorry 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 football fans <laughs> uh and so like this this uh guy this room service guy shows up brings him a tray of food and and booze that he orders when he checks into the hotel mm-hmm. and then a maid shows up and he basically it's amazing the thing about you learn about hunter s thompson in this movie is everything he touches turns into a party yeah like everything he touches turns into this weird these people don't have to be there, but the way they phrase it in the beginning, when he's in a mental institution, they say the nurse has been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't really. She's just up in his room yeah, with, her, with her shirt unbuttoned, uh, having a good time. Yeah. And that's what these other people are doing. So he's up there, like, literally playing football with this small little man who works at the hotel and this maid. Uh-huh. And she's got football pads on. It's, it's ridiculous and funny. It's, yeah. it's great. That happens a lot throughout the movie. It happens in my life. I mean, uh, every, yeah. every hotel I'm in, so... <laughs> on a lot of hotels yeah yeah um so they're on the road they pick up this hitchhiker who they scare with a gun that's that's funny the funny funny moment i guess he kind of looks like john candy <laughs> yeah he does like a weird like, like a young john candy teenager john it's not i mean yeah. john candy was not a teenager but the outfit he was wearing was great <laughs> some flare pants and like yeah. uh, not a beret it's like but a green derby hat or like yeah a, like a yeah. weird green outfit with like bell bottoms and best he's just this sweet nice guy and they get in the car and bill murray pulls a gun on him and he's like what do we think about this guy laszlo and they mess they totally mess with him they're yeah. not they're not serious yeah, but yeah, he, yeah. he gets out whatever it's funny yeah uh we learned that laszlo was gone for two years because he was finding himself mm-hmm. that's that's what he says in the car he's like he was really bummed out about how the court proceedings went and how he couldn't defend anyone so he was just on the range where the buffalo roam yeah that's where he wants to be. Um, ha- Marty calls the hospital, look or not hospital. Marty calls the uh, hotel looking for Thompson because he, he needs his story. Marty owns the mag or works the magazine. Yeah, yeah. Marty works the magazine. Um, and then there's this huge party in his room with the two people that were there earlier, the guys they gave the tickets to, and then like two attendants that were yeah. uh, tiny people. I don't know the correct term for it. I'm, <laughs> a I'm little, sorry. Uh, little people? I don't really know. I'm That's sorry fine. if I'm offending anyone. No, I think it's okay. Uh, TLC always uses like little people. TLC is always correct. <laughs> so we'll go with what TLC says. But it, No, but uh, Matt Matt is not being insensitive here. Literally, no. there, there's these yes. two uh, little people. They're four foot something. Yeah, like, obviously. It, it's weird. It, it just adds to the weird like whimsy of the film he checks into this hotel at the super bowl and the lead like i don't know uh, Attendant. Not, not, not concierge but like attendants yeah. at this hotel are little people yeah it's this older guy who's always randomly smoking a cigar uh-huh. it's so weird man this it movie's weird. crazy it's weird and the other one is normal and they have this these keys around their neck for every room anyway they leave laszlo and hunter leave and it cuts back to their hotel room, and there's like a crazy party. A rager. Yeah, yeah. a rager. Like the, the, these two guys they gave the tickets to, these two little people <laughs> that, that work at the hotel, everyone else is there, and they're having a crazy party. And, and the, the man at the magazine, uh, Marty. Bruno Kirby, Marty, can't find them. Yeah. So. Um, 
next we learn that Laszlo is taking Thompson to like this remote house in the hills where he's leading this guerrilla like resistance oh, so, group. Oh, come on. Uh, like Che Guevara themed like Latin yeah. resistance team. <laughs> that, that Again, this movie, it doesn't explain it. Yeah, no, no. Laszlo's invested in this like, I don't know, like this South American guerrilla warfare type. You're exactly right. Like yeah. Che Che Guevara, like uh, weird militia. Yeah, for like militia. Militia is a good word for guerrilla warfare militia type. I, but but he doesn't talk about what they're re- rebelling against. They're no. just rebelling. And another thing they don't explain is that the the kid who was in the courtroom who got busted for marijuana was on a six year sentence, but he's there two years later. He, he's in the compound. He's, he's there with them. Like what? Yeah. So Laszlo's like Hunter. You have to come with me. We're going to be independent again. We're going to yeah. do this. And he takes him to this compound out in the California countryside where this group of militia shows up to buy a bunch of guns and it's like yeah. Laszlo supports their cause but we have no clue what the cause is and then this kid is there it's just they're basically on. doing what those people in Oregon did like a year ago now <laughs> yes they're, it's they're, the same they're, exact thing they're railing against the government and and taking a stand against the government the government I they guess. want their land whatever um so they sell guns to like like you said this crazy other guy I, they don't ever name him i don't think but he he gets no. the, he has like an ar-15 he's, he's like so shooting annoying. it everywhere he is so annoying yeah the, the, he, i don't know if he's hispanic i don't know if he's i don't know where he's from yeah but he's super he, he gets this like ak or maybe it's air 15 i don't know yeah. what it is. and he just goes crazy he, he has no self-control yeah he's shooting it I just feel like they, they could have done this scene if this were Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, which I know is not about the same thing. It's based on the book. Yeah. If this movie were made today and Johnny Depp was in it or whatever, this scene could have been like super tense. Yeah. It could have shown how much danger Hunter S. Thompson was in if this really happened. Because according to IMDb, like this movie is based on things from his life. Mm-hmm. So if this happened to him, this movie made it comical. It, yeah. it wasn't like dramatic it was this silly dumbass firing a freaking machine gun in the air and everyone hits the ground and it's like ha 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 oh he's cra-. and then hunter s thompson's super casual about everything because he's drunk and high all the time so he just doesn't care but in the if it had been made today like i feel like they could have just really shown how dangerous this this scene was yeah. so it didn't rest as heavily as i think they wanted it to no i do think this movie has a case of over whimsy over yeah. lightness um, but we'll move on a little bit. So sorry. yeah, sorry, Moving it's all on. good. Um, they load guns onto this plane, right? So they're with the same guy they were selling the guns to, but now they're getting it to him. They're on this runway, mm-hmm. and they're loading guns into a helicopter to get away. And I guess the border a plane, a prop, a prop plane. Uh, yeah, a little plane. Yeah, I guess um, I don't National Guard or something finds them there. I don't know. Somebody finds them. They're DA, in a helicopter. I don't know. Yeah, and Hunter S. Thompson gets left behind. Peter Boyle's character, Laszlo, gets into the, the plane with the the militia. And Hunter S. Thompson's taking his time. He's obviously mm-hmm. high or drunk or something. Peter Boyle's like, come on, get in the plane. Let's go, let's go. He grabs a, a carton full of hand grenades and drops the hand grenades <laughs> Bill everywhere. Murray. Hunter Bill S. Murray, Thompson Hunter does. S. Thompson does. And he doesn't make it. They get off. Hunter S. Thompson almost gets shot by the by helicopter. a freaking machine gun from a helicopter and yeah. survives somehow how they didn't hit one of those grenades and blow them to smithereens yeah. i'll never know um yeah so kind of just an extension of the previous scene i guess and then 
it cuts and it's in the future again. And Thompson is doing an interview for like a school or he's talking to a school. I don't really know what he's talking to them about. The but. next moment in his life. Yeah. Uh, he, he's working for the Nixon campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the last part in the film, I think. But he's closish. Yeah, yeah closish. He's doing a, a speech at a, at a university just mm-hmm. to, to a group of writers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is where the tagline came from. This is the scene. He, yeah. He yeah. explains... He explains what drugs did for him. He explains what Laszlo means to him. The kids in the audience throw a bunch of blunts up on stage to him. Yeah, they love him. They throw. They're like, "Okay, cut. We're done." And then (laughs) he has to leave. Yeah. Um. He says Laszlo was he was a one of a kind, is what he says. So we cut again. It's 1972. Okay. Question. Yeah. This movie made me think for a sec. Because again, to our listeners, mom, if you're listening, mom, there are one listener, my mom. And Matt's mom, maybe two. Um, I don't know a lot about Hunter S. Thompson, so this movie made me stop and consider because th- there's a guy who stands up and says, mm-hmm. hey, uh, a lot of people think Laszlo is a figment of your imagination, mm-hmm. that you sort of created him, that you only see him. Uh, and so for a second, I, because I know nothing about Hunter S. Thompson, sadly, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I was like, oh, Okay, well, that's really interesting. Is he fake? But then IMDb says he's based on a real guy. Yeah. He was Hunter's lawyer for like two or three years. He's a real so, guy. Yeah. He, he was so, like, I think he was Samoan. He's like a big guy or yeah. something. So I, but it was just interesting. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I, maybe he did embellish some things. I don't know. But I don't, anyway, side note, I just thought it was an interesting scene. Like, yeah. It would have been a cool idea if it wasn't rooted in reality and Hunter S. Thompson's yeah, right. about my life. Right, right. So, yeah. so Hunter answers him and he's like, uh, he's like, well, you couldn't, you couldn't make Laszlo up. Like he's, he's too. Yeah. He's basically, he's cra- He's kind of crazier than Hunter, yeah. honestly. Like, oh yeah. He, he's, he's. No, nuts. he fuels Hunter's. Yeah. Craziness. Like he Hunter goes like along tries with to be responsible and then Laszlo pulls him back into this yeah. irresponsibility the lifestyle. lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. So it's 1972. They're on the presidential trail at this point. Um, cool artwork, by the way. The font that comes up. Yeah, it's definitely. It's like the cue cards that yeah, show yeah. you where you're at. I really mm-hmm. like that. Definitely. Um, so Thompson is doing a story on Nixon about the rec- or the uh, the political, the presidential trail, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, an actual paper that he wrote. Um, he was on what was called the normal plane, but he was kicked off and sent to the zoo plane with the technicians. Yeah, so, so he, there's, uh, there's a press plane. Yeah. And and they're all, they're all wearing suits and they have their hair slicked back and he's thrown on this because he's Hunter S. Thompson because he's yeah. nuts. There's this guy who's a super jerk. He's like, but he, he did cut an orange in half and fill it with vodka and <laughs> he drink did. it. Right? Like next to the guy. He so. get, okay, so if you haven't seen Hunter sits on this press plane, he gets he opens this bag like this doctor's bag from like 1920 with a grapefruit, takes out a giant Bowie knife like literally like a giant Bowie knife and cuts the grapefruit in half. Juice is going everywhere. And then he takes a small thing of vodka that he stole from a stewardess, mm-hmm. pours it on the grapefruit and then like eats it. <laughs> yeah. Like sips the grapefruit. And Delicious. this guy, this guy sitting next to him is, is horrified at, at what he's doing. Anyway, he gets kicked off the official press plane, as Matt mm-hmm. said, and puts on the, gets put on the, uh, uh, the zoo plane, zoo quote zoo. Cause it's, it's all the technicians. They're yeah. high, they're hippies, whatever. And they actually wrote zoo on the plane. Yeah. Says. Spray painted on the plane. It's very comforting. Yeah. Zoo. Um, so he goes to the zoo plane. Everyone's already wasted. They're throwing footballs around and stuff. Thompson's in the plane's cockpit while they're flying. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the pilots are super casual, yeah. like drinking. They're all wasted. They're drinking. They're smoking. Like what? Yeah. I, okay. 
Uh, they land wherever they're supposed to be. They never Thank told God. us where Thank they God were. Thank God they land, Matt. Yeah. They never told us where they went, I don't think. I don't remember that. But he goes to the bathroom, and these guys are looking for him, and he's like kind of straightening himself up, Hunter S. Thompson is, and he sees Nixon come into the bathroom. Yeah. And Nixon knows security. Just, just walks in. Richard Nixon, yeah. Taking a whiz. Um, and so um, Hunter well, S. Thompson like confronts him, and this is where... This is one of the main problems I had with the movie is that they spent all this time trying to show how crazy they were, never really explained kind of the theme of the movie, and then they try to cram it all into mm. this one five-minute scene, mm -hmm. um, which was awful. It was really poorly delivered. Yeah. It didn't help me understand anything. No. Well, he, he's posing as another journalist. Yeah. He steals his credentials. Yeah. A journalist gets on the zoo plane. It's called zoo because, as we said, everyone's crazy. It's the, it's the technicians, whatever. They're high. They, they're, they're like throwing a football on mm -hmm. the plane, whatever. And this journalist with Hunter gets put on the zoo plane. Hunter gives him some some pills because he's nervous about the flight. Uh, he's, he's stressed out. It gets him super high. Hunter basically takes his suit off mm -hmm. <laughs> and puts it on, steals his credentials, gets on the press plane, shows up. As you said, he's in the bathroom, dressed like this guy from the post. I forgot his name. Something from the post. I, I can't remember. Nixon walks in, and uh, yeah. So so continue. Um, yeah, we're, so we're not sure what this really achieved. He just he confronts Nixon. He he confronts him. He he says the doomed and the damned are like the two people that are living in America. Yeah, and or uh, the doomed and the screwheads. Sorry, not the doomed and the damned. The doomed versus the screwheads. The screwheads are the people in the government. They're yeah. the one that are like ruining everyone's lives and the doomed are the people that are just trying to live their lives. The hippies that are getting busted for weed, people that are just having fun like Hunter S. Thompson mm -hmm. is. So he just says, you know, Nixon, like you're doing all this stuff. And I think, quote, I think he says, fuck the doomed. Yeah, eventually. That's what he says. At the end. Nixon says, fuck yeah, the doomed. Fuck the doomed. Yeah. yeah. And his Nixon voice. I can't do it. And but, that guy, by the way, he looked amazing. Yeah, he looked good. He looked just like Nixon. Yeah. Like, great uh, side note, but continue. Yeah. Sorry. I, I was wondering if that scene was a figment of his imagination, though, just because it seemed really, like, mm. weird and ethereal. Like, why was Nixon there? Why didn't he have any security? Maybe it was, I think it, maybe it was their attempt at, like, giving insight into Nixon. Maybe. Like, I, I, that's, that's what I got out of it. Like, I feel like it, uh, I, would, I would love to read up on Hunter S. Thompson to see if that actually happened. Mm -hmm. Um again tweet us or email us if you know it actually happened let us mm -hmm. know but uh i feel like they did that to give us some insight into richard nixon and just to sort of like add to that narrative i guess i don't know but uh it was good but you're right it didn't achieve anything no like nothing happened no it just fuck the doomed and move on yeah uh so hunter s thompson gets back onto the press plane he's disguised as the guy he stole the suit from and the credentials from he sees he's trying laszlo. to be responsible he's trying to be responsible yeah he sees laszlo on the runway he's like oh geez so he closes his window laszlo gets on the plane and sits next to him he finds him mm -hmm. he sees through his disguise um and then he convinces him to leave again he says hey come with me i've got girls all these guys have guns we're super cool we want to take our land back still supporting the weird guerrilla warfare yeah. people yeah and uh, Einar S. Thompson is like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, the Not a stewardess, but I guess he's like the the protection on the plan. Or he's, uh, like a, he's the guy who has called Hunter out before for trying to sneak on the press plane. He's the one who kicked plane. him off. He's like in charge of the press. Uh, he, he's sort of like the, 
I don't know, like he, usher or something. He, yeah, like yeah. he organizes these trips. He has the megaphone. He's in charge of everyone getting on and off. He's like, mm-hmm. he's just like the point of contact for these trips. And so he sees Hunter with his hair slicked back, mm-hmm. faking like he's this guy. He's like, oh my gosh, get off, get off the plane again. He kicks mm-hmm. him off. He kicks Laszlo off. And well, he call he calls Laszlo fat. He says that he's fat. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. triggers something <laughs> in Thompson, and then that's right. Tom, then Thompson defends Laszlo. Yeah, because he calls his friend fat. And yeah, uh, he whatever. gets up and he punches the dude in the face. He pulls out a fire extinguisher <sighs> yeah. from above and just sprays it in the cabin. Again, did this happen? Let me know. Like, um, please probably please, not. Please email us <laughs> uh, if you know that this happened in in history. Hunter gets a fire extinguisher and sprays everyone in the, in the on the plane and mm-hmm. it's ridiculous it's kind of a long i think it would have been scene. well documented i think we would know i don't know right but again, but again we don't know we don't know anything about hunter s thompson so i guess um whatever so they he convinces them to leave they're out in the runway some papers fly away from laszlo i don't know what paper those papers are to laszlo uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't either. I don't really know. Is, what they, is that the fault of the film? I, I don't know. The briefcase opens up and papers fly, and I windy. still don't know what the paper was He's about. Trying to save, I don't know. Maybe it was Hunter S. Thompson's writings. Maybe he took his briefcase at some point. Maybe I don't remember. But so all these papers fly away, and we cut back to normal time. Hunter S. Thompson's back in the cabin in Colorado. Mm-hmm. He finishes up his paper. Uh, I think Fear and Loathing on the campaign trail is the one that he's writing at the time. Yeah, um, and. Uh, that's it, really. Yeah, he it, has it, a weird monologue at the end about gnawing people's faces. Yeah, so it, it cuts back to him in that cab in the same cabin mm-hmm. up in Colorado with his Doberman, and uh, and the movie is over. Yeah, and he says I don't have the quote written down, but he says something like he's talking about gnawing on people's faces, and he's like, "I'll gnaw every bit of their faces because nothing is weird enough for me," yeah. or something. Yeah. The movie just tries so hard to make all of these individual vignettes of them being crazy make sense, and it fails. It utterly fails. I, I agree with you. Maybe we're wrong. Yeah. L- let's jump to our ratings. Yeah. I think we're done, but uh, who who should go first here, me or you? You go first. Okay. So maybe we're wrong, listener. Like, again, please tweet us at Rewind Cinema Pod on Twitter. Uh, email us at Rewind Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. Let me know. But I. I just thought this movie was like this incoherent grouping of scenes that's not, it's actually kind of poignant because it's not unlike Hunter Thompson's life or at least what we know of his life in his writings. Like it was just this weird, nothing was related except Laszlo. He was sort of the through line, right? Like he was in every section, I think. He was in, the, he, was, he showed up at the Super Bowl, showed up on the campaign trail. Uh, he was at the beginning of the movie. Laszlo is the consistent through line and Hunter is just there reporting on all these things and he's just happens to be totally nuts. Um, so uh, I just thought it was kind of this weird grouping of scenes. Again, kind of like when we, when we, when we reviewed when time ran out in episode three, we didn't have empathy for anybody mm-hmm. because the movie is just this, th- I don't know, this thrown together thing. I didn't have empathy for Laszlo. Laszlo is really invested in this compound, these people that he wants to protect and, and he wants Hunter to write about it because Hunter's a writer. He keeps saying, you're a writer. You have to report on this. This is important. But we don't know what cause they're standing up for. It's like this weird thing. Uh, anyway, what I'll say about the performances, Peter Boyle is great in this movie. He's great in every movie. He's Peter Boyle. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. Um, Bill Murray, though, I was really, really impressed 
I'm, I'm sure I'll get flack for this because maybe I haven't seen every Bill Murray movie, but I feel like he was so invested in this character. Like he did a great job. It's for lack of a better term. He's not, um, he's not Bill Murray ish in this movie. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Like it's, it's pre Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. So he's not playing a Wes Anderson character, yeah, which he's is still like establishing his identity. Yeah. It's like nowadays we love, we all love Bill. Murray. I love him. He's one of my favorite actors, but he plays the same, pretty much the same person in every film, mm-hmm. every Wes Anderson movie. He's just sort of this casual, funny Bill Murray and we all love him. But this movie, he was really like, he was Hunter S Thompson. Like, uh, according to IMDb, he spent time with Hunter S. Thompson on his ranch. He, like, shot a bunch of guns, drank a bunch of booze, hung out with him, had a great time, really, really studied him. And I think he did a great job in this movie. Like, it was the first time I've seen him, like, act, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it, it was good. I mean, o- overall, we, we again, uh, strange strange grouping of scenes. I, I, I give this, this film, my rating for this film... Uh, <laughs> You're gonna have to put those in a better spot on your sheet. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, uh, my rating for this film. Here we go. I gave this two. Here we go. Listen to this. This is a great rating. Uh, two coked out riders <laughs> out of five. Two coked out riders yeah. out of five. That's good. Matt, give me your thoughts. Yeah, I, I don't think people want to compare this movie to Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas just because they're two completely different you films. You can't. Yeah, please don't. You can't do that. But I will say one thing that I did like about that movie better was what we got we got more insight into Hunter S. Thompson's psyche. We got to see mm-hmm. what the drugs did to him. We got to see what the stress did to him much better. They 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 had scenes specifically there to kind of explain what he was going through. In these movies and in, in in where the Buffalo Roam I don't ever get the impression that he's like struggling with anything. Like mm. he's just kind of like a tumbleweed rolling through life. Laszlo's like pushing him along with a stick, you know? And right. I thought the performance was good. I liked him better than Johnny Depp in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, actually. Okay. I felt like if you go and you watch videos of Hunter S. Thompson, he has the speech pattern down. I feel like he has kind of the emotionality of him down. I really enjoyed peter boyle in this movie yeah. i don't i don't know what the guy was like in real life i'd never seen clips of him i don't i don't have anything to you mean laszlo laszlo yeah yeah peter boyle's character yeah i thought he did a really good job and i think the struggle this movie suffered from the same problem that foxes did and that it's trying to show this crazy lifestyle like with annie like mm. he, he was trying to cut them into the movie periodically to show like oh this world's sporadic oh it's it's unpredictable but when you do that and you don't do it well, you never have time to like care about the characters. You never, yeah. you never, you never feel. And I, I don't, maybe they made this movie cause they just wanted to be a fun, funny movie that was like, Oh, well that's kooky and crazy. Yeah. But I feel like nobody makes a large budget movie just to sit there and say, Oh, well that was a funny movie. That I was, agree. That was just a fun movie. They tried something, but it, it didn't work. It didn't work. So, and I think the costumes were good. I don't know. The cuts were pretty bad. Like none of the cuts informed what was coming next. I think that's, mm-hmm. if you're going to do the type of movie that you want to interject sporadically, like people coming in and out, you have to like use the cuts to be education. Like they have to inform you of what's coming next. But this was just like cut to 1972, cut to the next scene with Hitchhiker. Cut yeah. to the, it was incoherent. It was incoherent. The yeah. soundtrack was good. I like the Neil Young yeah. stuff yeah. throughout. Um, overall, it's an okay movie. I wouldn't recommend watching it unless you're a Hunter S. Thompson fan. And even then, 
Hunter S. Thompson fans online do not like this movie. They mm. don't think it accurately represents his life. They don't like that it doesn't incorporate any of his writing really into the movie. Right. Like Fear and Loathing does, it takes whole chunks out of his books and it does monologues of it. I'm going to give this one Wild Turkey IV oh, man. out of five. Wow. Yeah. So I, I gave it two coked it out two. riders yeah. out of five. You get one Wild Turkey one IV. One Wild Turkey out of five. Don't you wish... You sometimes had a, an IV of wild turkey 101 just pumping. I don't because I would die. Okay. Well, <laughs> again, sorry, Mom, but I, I, I enjoy the wild turkey 101. Who doesn't? He, by, the way, he, by the way, how does he slam so much wild turkey in this film? Like he just he pours like a full glass. I'm, I'm like a full, like a highball. It's weird, like a highball glass. Mm-hmm. And he just... Just shoot, gives them just, to his dog in a bowl. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and anyway, he's he's nuts. Yeah. Like, God bless Hunter S. Thompson, uh, but I couldn't do it. What you did, man! Like your life was insane. You got to build so, up the tolerance. Yeah, I guess so. I'm not there. All I, right. I don't. I don't. I don't want to be there, Matt. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for joining us again. Another episode of uh, yes. Rewind Cinema in the books. This is the fourth episode, Matt. This is fourth. Let me remind you. We're doing this thing. We're doing the damn thing. We're doing the the damn thing, the, the damn thing. Uh, so some social media, social some social media links for you guys: <laughs> Facebook.com/slash/RewindCinemaPod, Twitter.com/slash/RewindCinemaPod, RewindCinema.com. We'll be on iTunes, Pocket Cast, hopefully everything that you use. Yes. Please leave us some some ratings, some five stars if you got them in you. <laughs> Write something. That's all that matters. We need some visibility. Let us know how crappy we are. <laughs> yes, at, please. Uh, e- email us rewindcinemapodcast at gmail.com. Specifically, Gabe, let him know how bad he is. Say, Gabe, you are a piece of <laughs> crap and your your movie review skills are horrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please. Um, let me so, know. So, um, if you like the music, the song is Spoonful by Natural Anthem. Yes. Really good stuff. Check them out at naturalanthem.net. It has links to their Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all that good stuff. Um, we have some really exciting movies coming up. We finally have a big one that oh. pretty much everyone will have seen. I don't want to spoil it, but we got one coming up that's not going to be like, what is that movie? I've never heard of yeah, that everyone movie. Has heard, tr- everyone has heard You've of heard film. of it. Yeah, you have. You have heard of it. And me. let us know, uh, again, we have some plans. We have to we have to do what we've decided to do, mm-hmm. but let us know what you want to talk about. We're going to yeah. have some special guests on the show, I think, uh, in the coming months, mm-hmm. uh, Who and, and we might review what they want to talk about. We might take a, like a special episode and say... Give us your favorite film. Let's talk about it. Let us know. We want to hear from you. Again, uh, hit us up on social media or Gmail, like Matt said. Agreed. And until next time, watch more movies. Movies. See you next time. Bye.